Welcome into the uh, Undraftables podcast. Carlton K. Williamson will be the long-awaited return of the Undraftables podcast. Been away since I don't know, probably October, somewhere around football season. I think. Uh, I think the last one we might have done was a week or two after Ole Miss Arkansas football. So it's yeah, been. It was pre-election. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it I, actually I think it was the week before the election. Yeah, yeah. So it's been. But hey, in the words of Michael Jordan. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's basketball season's gotten hot and heavy underway in Arkansas, especially the month of December. We were both busy about on the road every weekend, and then conference play started and finally got to a point where it's not not slowing down, but a point where there's a little bit more downtime, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you and know, so, it, thank, thank God for conference, you know, yes. buys, you know, that, you know, their makeup dates, and we, didn't have, we were lucky we didn't have to make up any games, so. Um, definitely blessed to have played the, the amount of games that we have. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, start things off, I guess, uh, to a little talk about, uh, I mean, it's Tuesday when we're recording this, so uh, on Thursday we're going to see, uh, you know, one of the better one of the better matchups in the women's hoops this year, I would think, uh, in uh, Arkansas and UConn, a game that, you know, Vanderbilt postponed, or not postponed, but canceled their entire season. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then so uh, we saw Arkansas kind of get on the phone and able to bring UConn in, uh, who's number three, four in the country. I don't know what yep. the AP poll is this week, but uh, without a doubt, probably the best freshman in the country on their team. Uh, uh, former local standout of Kristen Williams and uh, a team that, I mean, honestly, outside of the Tennessee game, hasn't really been battle-tested as much. They've played a fairly easy schedule, but still uh, – I mean, going into this one, they're one of the four or five uh, favorites for the uh, national championship, and this is a huge game in the state of Arkansas. Yeah, you know, it's uh, – I mean, what a schedule Neighbors has put together this year, you know. Yeah. Uh, even before this game, you know, they, they went down to Florida. You know, they played Wake Forest, who had had a chance to beat Louisville over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, they played Maryland, and then they played Florida Gulf Coast at Florida Gulf Coast, and – if you don't follow women's basketball, you, you don't understand how tough that, that is, yeah. you know. And uh, and then <clears throat> they brought it back and got to play Baylor, you know, at home and beat them. And then the start of their SEC season, you know, schedule was just ridiculous. And yeah. I think they've played every ranked team so far in, in the in their first seven games in the SEC. So, um, you know, the, the, the record's probably not what they want it to be. Um but they played a lot of close games, and you know, here comes a. And, and what stinks for them is they really need a win. But here comes a UConn team that I mean, it's a toss-up. You know, yeah. uh, you know, Arkansas is going to defend their home court. It's going to be a, a you know crazy crowd for as crazy as it can be with COVID precautions. But um, the kids are going to be fired up, and you just you know, and you know UConn is because of. Probably Kristen Williams coming home. You know she, yeah. you know she's their team leader. You can kind of see that in their games. I mean, looking at the stats, she leads them in minutes played, um, and I think she, you know, she's their third leading scorer. Um, and she just does a lot of different things for them, um, and it's exciting for her to bring her back. You know, yeah. like Coach Neighbors, she was, she hadn't decided where she was going to college when he got the job, but. The program wasn't in a spot for him to really go in with much traction to have a yeah. chance at her, and for him to, you know, he's 
obviously it's a big game. It, it puts Arkansas in the national spotlight. But I, th- I guarantee you, like knowing Coach Neighbors like I do, he, he did this for an opportunity for Kristen to get back home because UConn's not going to go play at Euler or A-State or UCA, you know. And um, you know, what a great opportunity, you know. And, and it's, a, it's a chance for Arkansas to get a big win, you know. And yeah. they, they can kind of – I don't want to say turn their season around. But I mean, I think they're 11-6 and six yeah. with some good wins and some really close losses. But – you know, maybe a win kind of gives them that boost to kind of finish the season and get back into the three, four seed category for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, because right now I think, you know, I looked yesterday before the Georgia game, so it's probably changed, but they were on the six to seven line going into Georgia. And then I, think, obviously, I think it's the same. I checked yeah. it today. And then obviously lost last night, but hey, so you're talking about, you know, that's it's a one possession game at Georgia. Uh, you kind of had the same scenario against A&M at home a couple of weekends before. Um, you know, you're you're right there with Kentucky at the half, and then you you know you just start shooting the ball poorly in the second half, and that's you know a one-two possession game that you lose. So I mean, you're three, four, five possessions here and there away from the season being totally different in terms of just kind of the outlook in the conference. Yeah, you know, and right now Chelsea Dundee's playing really good basketball, yeah. and they can't seem to get a consistent second option going. And to me, that's cause for optimism that. You know Destiny Slocum's not going to continue to struggle, you yeah. know, and because she's been she's been an All Conference player every year that she's played in either the Big Ten or the Pac twelve, you know, at Maryland or Oregon State. Um, you know, Amber Ramirez is not, you know, not going to continue to sh- not shoot the ball what like the way she's capable of doing it, you know. Um, so they definitely need those two to really step up. Uh, you know, I think Aaron Barnum and Taylor Thomas are starting to kind of figure some stuff out, mm-hmm. be more aggressive. Uh, Jalen Mason's playing a role. You know, Marquisha's starting to figure some stuff out. Like, they're close. I mean, they're yeah. they're really close. And, and and what stinks for them is, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's, it's year four. Okay, yeah, but year one was like a wash. I mean, the, the roster was not great. But those kids battled and, and yeah. set the t- tone for the program. Like, I really think this is like year three, and the roster's still not what it's going to be moving forward, you know. Yeah. And the bottom line is we're we're not very big. And we're playing – when you're playing at South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, they've got monsters. And, like, and it's not that we can't guard their post, their post. Like, Taylor Thomas and Aaron Barnum are doing a great job. It's their big guards we're struggling with, mm-hmm. you know. You know, they're posting us up. They're getting offensive rebounds. And – and so I know they're working on a way to, to figure that out, but here comes UConn with their big guards, and yeah. you know, yeah, and, and I mean, it doesn't get any easier. I mean, so. it's that was the reason why they probably lost the game last night is because of offensive rebounding. You know, Georgia goes down and misses a shot, they get the offensive rebound, and then you know the offensive rebound leads to a jumper with nine tenths of a second to go in the game, uh, which eventually won in the game. But I mean, I think you look at you look at the the two key pieces that are coming in next year, and I think. You know, that helps rebounding. You know, we saw Alana in person. You know, I was going back and looking. Uh, I guess it was last week, just some of her numbers from last year. And, like, I just – I forgot how many double-doubles she had. I think she had, like, ten double-doubles last year. She had a game with 22 rebounds. Then you have, you know, Jersey coming in next year. So, there's 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 a lot of key pieces. And then, you know, you have Jenna Lawrence coming in a few years. So, I mean, there's a lot of key yeah, pieces I, yeah. that are coming in that are going to help and, with that and, rebounding. And front. they've actually got a couple other kids and Emery Ellis and Ashlyn Sage that are 6'2", 6'3", kids that 
can play, step out and shoot three, but are going to help with the rebound too. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's just one of those, like, the help's coming. Um, it kind of stinks that Alana got hurt because, man, you know, you throw her in the mix with her size on the wing, her ability to rebound, defend bigger wings, and with her ability to shoot, like, that, that, you know, you don't have to rely on the same three people every night. They can have yeah. those off nights because there's another kid that – has that score killer menta- mentality, and uh, you know it, it is what it is right now. You know they, they'll figure it out. Um, I know this; nobody will want to play them come tournament time. Yeah, know, because they could get on a Washington type run. I mean, let's not forget the Washington team that went to the Final Four had eleven losses on the year. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and you know people forget that they had lost. I mean, I think they were a seven or eight seed. You know, they had to go on the road, had to beat Maryland at Maryland, beat Kentucky at Kentucky you know, before they get into the Final Four. And those aren't easy things. And so, they'll get it figured out. They've got the firepower to do it. Now, tomorrow night, they're running into, obviously, UConn is UConn. You yeah. know, are they as good as Geno's best teams? No. But they still got firepower. You know, yeah. Paige, Paige Beckers is unbelievable. Um, you know, she didn't have a great game against Tennessee, but hit a huge shot. You know, and that's what yeah. big-time players do. Um, you're looking at, you know, Kristen Williams. We all, we all know if you lived in Arkansas, you saw her play. Uh, I think the last time I've seen her play in person, she dropped like 40-something at the state tournament at Brooklyn, you know, and just put on a complete show. Um, you know, they've got the big kid, Nelson O'Dona, who is going to give us problems. She's yeah. big, and she can rebound it. Um, she can block shots. Uh, then they got the Tennessee transfer, and Avina Westbrook, who hit big shots against Tennessee as well, you know, some poetic justice for her going back there and hit, hitting the big shots late. Um, so this is a team that's got some experience. They got some some youth as well, um, and they got Gino. Like that, that's going to be fun to see Gino and Nabes go at it, and yeah. and uh, just see that dynamic. Uh, I think I, I read here about an hour ago. There's only about 600 tickets left, and if we sell those out, that it'll be the largest crowd to watch a women's game this year. And so um, hopefully, you know, I wish I could go. We've got we've got game prep on Thursday at four o'clock. You know, unfortunately, and uh, Hopefully we get enough people to buy those 600 up and, you know, we can really showcase the, the state of Arkansas and that it, it cares about basketball and, and where this Lady Razorback program is it has come and where it's going. Yeah, no doubt. I think it uh, – you know, I thought the crowd, you know, being at the Baylor game in December was phenomenal for a women's basketball game on, you know, at 5 o'clock on a Sunday. I mean, it's just kind of a weird – time on a Sunday afternoon uh, for a basketball game and you know this one is a weird time too Thursday at four o'clock but uh, you know I'm excited to get over there and you know watch that game and see two of the best coaches in the country and two of the best teams in the country go at it on uh, Thursday but uh, I mean I just I've really been impressed you know I've watched I think I've watched every conference game there I know I've watched every conference game they played and I've watched you know just random other SEC games that are on SEC Network or ESPN. Um, and I just think as a whole this year, um, you know, I think the Pac-12 is pretty good. Um, I think the Big 12 is decent. But, I mean, I think as a whole, top to bottom, the SEC is by far the toughest and best conference in women's basketball this year. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you're sitting here looking at the standings and Arkansas is ranked 19th in the country and they're 2-5 and five in the league. Yeah. Now, granted, they played seven really good teams. Yes. But – there's – it's the SEC. Everybody has good players, you know. And, uh, I mean, I sit here and look at Missouri, and they're one and four with, like, 
they they barely lost to Arkansas. They barely lost to A and M over the weekend. Um, you know the league is just loaded. You got an Alabama team that that on the outside nobody expected anything out of yeah. them. You know I would I would venture to say that people probably said Christy Curry maybe been on the hot seat. You know, and here they're tw- they're twelve and two, five and two in the league. You know, and and they're scary to everybody right now. You know they're. They've beat some really good teams yeah. already. Um, you know, of course, South Carolina is just unbelievable. You know, they have posts, they have wings, they got guard play. Um, you, you know, you're going to have to play a special game to yeah. beat them. Maybe the best player in the country. Yeah. If not the best, one of the top three, four, yeah. five. I mean, going to be probably the number one pick when it's time for yes. her to come out. Um, then, you get, then you got old Gary Blair down at A&M just, you know, just plugging along, you know. They just keep on winning. Um, you know, former Arkansas player Aaliyah Wilson has gone down there and mm-hmm. kind of was quiet, you know, her first couple of years down there, and now it's having a breakout year, you know. And he's done it with transfers. You know, a lot of people talk about Coach Neighbors done it with transfers. Well, A&M's got a bunch of transfers too. And, um, you know, they, they're getting healthy too. They're yeah. sitting at 5-1 and one in the league. Um, you know, they've looked really good. And then Tennessee, you know, uh, you know, we we have a special interest in Tennessee, and then, you know, John, you know, for, former Jonesboro Hurricane Destiny Salary, who I coached in travel ball, are still really close to her. So you know, I try to watch them as much as I can, and they're starting to figure some stuff out. You know, they, I, I, they probably think they let one slip away against UConn, and they probably did. Yeah. And then they took it out on Kentucky Sunday, and and Kentucky's pretty good. Ryan Howard's yes, unbelievable. So, I mean. Can, May not win SEC Player of the Year, but it's definitely going to be one of the candidates. I mean, you know, with the way Aaliyah Boston's playing, it's going to be hard. Yes, yes. You know, but, I mean, she was SEC Player of the Year last year. So, mm-hmm. it's it's not like, you know, she's not that caliber. Um, and so, but, yeah, Tennessee's starting to figure stuff out. The thing with Tennessee is they're huge. I mean, you know, Destiny's a solid six-foot kid. And if she's out there with her teammates, she looks like a midget. And, <laughs> um, you know, and – like they get, they're just humongous at every spot. Renai Davis had 20 rebounds against Kentucky from the two guard spot. Uh, Ray Burrell's played really well. Tamari Key's starting yep. to figure some stuff out for them. Um, they've got a nice little eight man rotation, and, and Destiny's been giving them really good minutes. She's not scoring much. She's playing great defense, getting the ball where it needs to be, bringing great energy, and, and I'm excited for her. You know, for to go there. Um, you know, she had some, you know, not big issues, but she had some things that, you know, she kind of got in her own way a little bit, and she's worked through it, you know, and gone there and been a really productive player and teammate. And that's what that I'm proud of her the most is she's she's gone up there and understood, hey, I'm a freshman. Let me take the minutes I can get, learn, and let's help the team win however I can. And, and right now it's bringing energy and being a defender, ball handler, and a distributor. And um, – so, it's been really fun to watch that. And so, you know, I've watched a lot of Tennessee games. I'll tell you, Georgia may be my surprise. Like, they, yeah. they've got a good roster. and But I don't know that many people thought they'd be in this position right now. You know, uh, they gave Tennessee their only loss and, um, you know, beat Arkansas last night. I mean, they, they're they looking like they have size. They have good guard play. They're, they're a team that – Georgia used to be one of the premier programs in the league and – Kind of fell off, but then here they are back. You know, their their two losses were at South Carolina by twelve. That's 
That's re- as respectable as you yeah. can get, no, I mean, probably, it, if we're being honest. South Carolina may go undefeated in the league. Yeah, and and then they lost uh, to Mississippi State, and and which is not a bad loss. Mississippi State was ranked twelfth at the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then you get down. You know, we talked about Alabama, talked about Kentucky, uh, LSU sitting there at four and three. You know, they they didn't have a good non conference. I mean, they. Uh, they they started the season 0 3 with losses to BYU, yeah. West Virginia, and Central Florida. Lost to Pacific, started one and four. Then you can kind of tell they started figuring some stuff out. Uh, they've lost at Bama, lost to Tennessee by one, and then lost it by four to South Carolina the other night. So again, you know, like it looks like they're starting to figure some stuff out. Uh, then you get Mississippi State and Arkansas. And here's Florida sitting there that's lost by like three to everybody. Mm-hmm. It feels like. Um, and then, you know, you know, Ole Miss is still in the bottom of the league, but this is not the same Ole Miss team either, you know. And that they've, they've been competitive. Um, they've got a better roster. Um, they've got an Arkansas product on there that played for us, went a year at JUCO, um, and then actually signed after her first year in Taya Douglas, who's, who's been getting some starts over there. So, um, and then you got Auburn, who, who's struggling. You know, yeah. Auburn's definitely bringing up. The bottom of the league, you know, yep. and you know they're zero and six, five and nine overall. They've got some bad non-conference losses, and then they're not really getting close in league. You know, yeah. that's it's that's just a tough. It's a tough league to be down in. Like, I mean, there's there's yeah. no there's no winnable games when you're a bad team in the SEC. It, and you know, with Vanderbilt opting opting out, like yeah. Auburn's sitting there, like, all right, <laughs> I thought we had a buddy here, and they don't. You know, and, and like. Maybe they can – you know, I don't know that they can beat Ole Miss, or, you know, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think they've played, and, and Ole, that's Ole Miss's one conference win. And, um, you know, and it's just – that's that's tough for them. Um, yeah, like that's like they, they lost to Ole Miss by four. So, um, you know, they had a lot of kids transfer out. I, you know, I don't know what's going on there. You know, that's not a good thing when eight kids – Leave yeah. the program after a year. Um, that's either a new coach or there's some internal issues. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there in the off season. But yeah, I mean the SEC. I mean I think you could put twelve teams aren't going to make the tournament. But yeah, who's to say Ole Miss couldn't go to the Big Twelve and be middle of the pack? No, I agree. <laughs> you know, or, I agree. Or Florida, or Florida go to the ACC and be middle of the pack. Yeah, you know, and. Yeah. And so that's what, but that's what makes the SEC so fun and everything, you know. And it's just it's competitive from top to bottom and everything. As as the commercial says, it just means more. Like, yeah. Like it's that's so cliche, but it's so true too. Man, I mean, you, like you look across the board and like the men's game and it, like the ACC is the ACC is the worst this year I've ever seen it. So like it might even be the best in the men's game this year at this point. But I I want to get in the men's game before we get in the men's game. Uh, I think you and I both have watched a lot of the women's game so far this year. I, I don't think I've seen every team in the top 25, but I would say probably 17, 18 range, somewhere of teams I've seen in the top 25. Who's the best team you've seen so far? Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, early season, I would have said Louisville. I mean, mm-hmm. they went to DePaul and beat them by 50. Um, but then they got quarantined. I think they've been quarantined twice. Yeah. And, you know. And but they still got 14 games in, which is crazy. Yes. Uh, well, because credit to Jeff Walls for – they have a game canceled. He's put down on Twitter, hey, anybody want to play, we'll just come travel to. Yeah. You know. like, And I'm talking about, like, he'll put it out on a Thursday and they'll go play Saturday. You know, it's, it's kind of what they've been doing, which kudos to them, you know. Uh, 
Nettleton alum, Deja Young's got to play him twice this year. Young, you know, yeah. and um, lucky her, right? Uh, but yeah, they're pretty good. Um, man, Stanford's pretty good, but yeah, you know, they've got. Colorado is a solid program, but that's not a good loss. You mm -hmm. know, if you're the number one team, you can't lose that game. Um, I'm going to say South Carolina. You know, yeah. they've got a loss, but they just – I think they're the complete package. You know, teams used to dare them to shoot threes. I just don't know if you can do that this year consistently, yeah. you know. Um, they may be off for a half, but then – they're going to hit in the second half. And then that means Leah Boston's one-on-one -on -one in the paint, and I don't care who you are. That's yeah, you're not guarding your barbecue that. chicken, as yeah. Shaq would say. Yeah. So no, I, I think I think I agree. You know, I watched a, I watched a couple of their non-conference games, and it, it, you couldn't really tell anything. And they were beating the dog out of everyone, but it's like a, like they're not playing anybody in non-conference, yeah. so you couldn't tell. But, you know, since they've gotten into conference play, you know, I think, they stand but I'm gonna tell you I think you know I watched Stanford and Oregon's not as good as they were last year but Oregon has that great freshman class and I watched Stanford and Fran Belipe didn't even play well and I watched him just dominate Oregon yeah. who I think is a really good basketball I mean, team Oregon's so. a, a second weekend NTA tournament <laughs> yeah. team um, yeah you know another team to look at you know if you know quote-unquote sleeper they're ranked in the top 10 UCLA I think is starting to figure mm -hmm. some things out you know they they're they're a team that you know could make a run at it. Um, yeah, and I I think they turned their season around probably at against Oregon because yeah. they won that yeah. game on, you know, one of the final possessions there. Yep, I, and, you know, and then uh, a team that we haven't talked about, North Carolina State, who quietly is sitting at number two in the country and just, quietly beat South Carolina. Yeah, you know, just kind of <laughs> just tucked in there like, hey, y'all keep forgetting about us. We'll just keep yeah. doing our thing, and uh, you know they beat, you know they beat a. Uh, they had a two-point win over the weekend without their best player, you know. Yeah. And, and in conference play, what I hope people understand at any level, high school, college, a conference win is so valuable. Like, yeah. just because you're, you're scouted harder, you know, you, you know tendencies of the other team. So, it doesn't – like, if you get a conference win, it doesn't matter if you get a full roster, the other team does or doesn't. But if you get one without your best player – that's even extra special. That mm -hmm. means you've got something going there. And so, um, you know, I, I'm interested to see if North Carolina State's got the firepower to go win six games, you know, if it stays at a 64 team. Yeah. To, you know, do they have the firepower to beat a South Carolina again, you know, or to beat a Stanford? Or what if they play Ryan Howard and she gets 40 and they've got to score 90? Can they do that? Yeah. Maybe. You know, it, you don't have to do it every game, but do they have it for that one game? You know, because – We've all seen we've we've watched the NCAA tournaments for our whole lives probably. Mm -hmm. Like you can win with defense, but there's one game your defense is not going to show up, and you're going to have to win it with offense at least yeah. in a tournament setting. And the teams that have the ability to do that are teams that win championships, you know. And um, Coach Neighbors may kill me for saying that defense wins championships. It's true and false at the same time. I think it's a mixture. I, I don't name me the last team. You can say Virginia men that won it with defense, but they were pretty dang good offensively yeah. too. I mean, they they scored what seventy something points in that national championship yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, like they had to beat Auburn, and Auburn's not yeah. gonna lock you down. I mean, yeah. Auburn's gonna let you score so they well, can get it back and go shoot three. They had to beat Purdue that year, yes. who had the best guard in the country. Yes, so, and they went to overtime. Yes, yeah, so it's not like they were holding people to forty, you know. But yeah. but their defense did help them win games. They had enough offense, so it takes both. You know, you don't have to average ninety a game. 
but you also don't have to just give up 60. Now, yeah. You know, I'd like I'd love to know if Coach Neighbors, if you listen, I want to know what the uh, the last ten national champions, what their defensive numbers were, like in points per game given up, and and yeah. all those analytics and stuff, and 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 kind of see because I I don't think you can be in the bottom half, you know, yeah. of the overall defensive numbers and go win a championship. I think you have to be you you don't have to be elite, but you have to be pretty good. You know, yeah. probably top thirty, top forty. Um, so that may be something I go look up here later on, just to see because I'm interested myself, you know, because we're into numbers and and analytics here ourselves. So yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I'm excited to see the rest of the season play out. I mean, I think, I mean, honestly, I think the NCAA tournament on the women's side, just because there's, I mean, I think it's going to be far more competitive than maybe what we see on the men's side this year. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of good teams in the group of five that, you know, maybe aren't getting that mentioned in the top 25 as well. You know, I think, you know, we've seen, you know, you talked about Deja Young. I mean, I think UT Martin is a pretty good basketball team. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to go out and beat UCON in the first round. But, but I mean, they've they, got a pro. Yeah. Like got I mean, they, they, they have a first-round draft pick on mm-hmm. their team. I mean, that's, that's a scary matchup for anyone in the first round. So, I, mean, I just think, you know – Obviously, the one seeds and the two seeds are probably going to blow opponents out in the first round. We see that all the time. But I think from top to bottom across the board, especially as you get later on, it's going to be far more competitive. Well, I, here's what I think. I think you're you're exactly right. I think once you get to second round and on, the women's tournament is going mm-hmm. to be super competitive. Yeah. In the men's game, I think your first round games and second round games may be really competitive, but I think – once you get to Sweet 16, Elite 8, the cream's going to rise. You're going to yeah. see some blowouts. I, I just I, – I don't see any – maybe Baylor. Maybe Baylor. But yeah. that's it. That is the only team that Gonzaga's not going to blow out in that tournament yeah. if they play him. Yeah. Gonzaga is going to beat everyone by at least 15. Yeah. And and, and I'm I'm not on that, that ship yet. I think they're the best team. I think Baylor's clearly second. Now – I do think there are some other teams like like a Villanova. I'm not going to count Villanova out for yeah. they couldn't beat Gonzaga, you know. Um, but they're few and far between. I think Iowa because they have a dominant post player that they, if they can control tempo and they have shooting around can beat anybody. Now, yeah. but I mean they, they, they they've had a couple of losses they yeah. probably shouldn't have lost. You know. Now would Gonzaga beat them eight out of ten, nine out of ten times? Yeah, but that one time it all all it takes is one. Um, I, I'm still for some reason I'm still a big fan of Illinois. I, they've got two lottery picks. Yeah, you know, and they're not consistent. But if you're talking about just having to win, beat Gonzaga in the Sweet 16 game, could they do it? They probably could. And then they'd end up getting beaten in the Elite Eight game, you know, and just kind of throwing that <laughs> yeah, away. Like that's yeah. how their season's gone. But they are good enough. Um. Heck, right now, Alabama, I mean, if they're going to hit 23 threes, they can beat anybody. You know? And granted, Arkansas did not play particularly well outside of Moses Moody in that game. But, holy Lord, I mean, they beat the absolute breaks off. And Arkansas is not a top 25 team. They're probably top 30, 35, 40, yeah. somewhere in that range. But, I mean, they they're beat the absolute breaks right off. Of yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, then they turn around and beat LSU worse. Yes. You know, who – Will Wade, the American gangster, as John Rothstein calls him, and he pays players, but they are super talented. They got yeah. dudes on their team, and uh, just Alabama made them look just stupid. Um, you know, and, and speaking of Alabama transitioning to the, the men's side, I mean, 
it's impressive what they're doing, you know, and the fact that they had three non-con losses and it's to teams that, I mean, Stanford by 18, they lost to Clemson, who at one time has been ranked, but then mm-hmm. they lost to Western Kentucky at home. Then I don't know what happened. Something clicked, and they're just rolling people. I mean, they beat Tennessee at Tennessee when after Tennessee had beat Mizzou in that big top ten matchup, yep. and then they just go to Tennessee and win. And then they've just continued. They've won at Kentucky. They have Kentucky tonight, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then they scored ninety on Arkansas, one hundred and five on LSU. Like. Just the way they shoot the basketball, spread you fi- spread you out, five out. Mm-hmm. Um, all five positions can shoot it, and they bring kids off the bench that can shoot it. I mean, um, what they've done there, and, you know, since they since they've got there two years ago, has been incredible. And you know, it's fun to watch. You know, uh, I, I was a, I'm a I'm a huge Nate Oates fan. I think he yeah. has really great offense. I, I really study his stuff. I studied it when he was at Buffalo, and you could you knew he was fixing to get that turned around. You know, and did they think it'd be year two? No, but you know, here, here they are, a top ten team in the country, and on any on they could beat Gonzaga if they hit twenty three threes. You know, oh yeah, I mean, I, I would, I'll say this much. I mean, Colin Sexton's kind of tearing it up. At least a couple of games he's tore it up in the yeah. NBA this year. I would have loved to have seen him in NATO's oh, yeah. offense at Alabama. Oh I mean, that's, yeah, I mean that 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 he goes from what was he eight nine ten pick in the lottery yeah. to top three easy. Yes. Yes, he's putting up ridiculous numbers. Yes, I mean, yes. and then you know, Alabama's like two games away from clinching the SEC. Yeah. I mean, because after them, it's everybody's just cannibalizing each other. Yeah, um, you know, Mizzou gets blown out by Tennessee first conference game, and then they've gone four and one since. You got LSU and Florida. You know, Florida loses Keontae Johnson, preseason player of the year. Everybody kind of writes them off. Kentucky beats them. And then, the, bam, they snap out of it and turn it around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here they're sitting at five and three. Um, Kentucky's figured some stuff out. They're still not back. Like, I don't know about you. I don't like Kentucky. but No, I don't either. But does it not feel like like they always figure it out, you know? And it's you're yeah. just kind of waiting on it to click. But I don't know that it's going to click this year. Like, I just don't. I don't know. They they're not very good. Like, they, just, no. they, they, they don't have, like – like under Calipari, at least Kentucky's always been, always had that one guy. Yeah. That if there if there's five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, you're down ten. This dude's about to go off and win you the game. Yeah. Like they don't have that. Just they don't have a player with that just killer dog instinct. Like I'm going to take over this game and win it. Like I just, I just don't think they're very good. No. I don't think they guard anyone. I don't think they have. Good guard play. I just I don't think they're very good. No, but but here they are, four and three in the league. You know, and just what it doesn't stink for. It stinks for them. I love it that they they went one and six in non conference and they're not yeah. going to make the tournament outside of winning the SEC tournament. But um, you know, a team that's intriguing and has been Auburn. You know, getting Sharif Cooper back that. That may turn out to be that 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 game that Arkansas beat them at Bud Walton. We may look back and say that turned the season around. You yeah, know? and uh, you know beat them at Auburn without him in a game that Auburn hit sixteen threes in. Um, Arkansas struggling, struggling. Looks like Auburn's fixing to blow them out. Come back from nineteen down, you know, and, and led to Arkansas winning at Vanderbilt by twenty. Um, have an Ole Miss team that. You know, just got a big road win, but we should beat in Bud Walton. They're awful, man. Uh, I, I mean, they're they're bad. Like I, and I thought, 
you know, I I would watch Kermit Davis's teams every year at the Convocation Center when Arkansas State and Middle Tennessee State were in the same conference. Uh, and, like, I always thought they were well-coached, thought they were fundamental, I thought they were disciplined. They always ran good stuff. And I just felt like he was such a good coach. I mean, he has the upset win in 2015, 2016 over Michigan State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And I thought, you know – what he's what he did at Mississippi or not Mississippi State, but Middleton to C State would translate to the SEC, and it it just hasn't. Well, the difference is he's still that same coach. It's about dudes now. Yeah, he, know, he's and, not getting recruits. And you like, I mean, you look at what Alabama's done in the transfer portal, and then with their recruiting classes, Nate Oates is getting high four and five stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Musselman's doing, he's getting. He he signed four four stars, hit the transfer lottery, you know, with some kids. Yeah. Um, you've got to sign that kind of talent because, I mean, everybody else is. I mean, LSU's paying dudes. And, and the NCAA knows it, and they're still not doing anything about it, you know. Florida's always going to recruit well. What Missouri, Conzo Martin has figured out, and, and probably this is what Ole Miss has got to do, and probably Arkansas to an extent. I, I do think you can recruit uh, better at Arkansas than you can. They're probably a top – six program in the SEC, so they're yeah. going to get some higher-rated recruits. But Mizzou's gotten old. They've been patient with Conzo Martin. They've got old dudes there, and they're going to stay old because they've got they've got about four seniors, four juniors, and three redshirt sophomores. Well, that's just going to keep bumping up. And if you're not going to be the sexy program in college mm-hmm. basketball, you better get old and stay old, and you can compete. Are yeah, that, they, that's what Gonzaga's done. Yeah. But they're now they're getting five star talent in right, with it, right? You know, and that you know, Mark Few forever has gotten those those overseas kids, a Canadian kid, and those have been like the the consistent ones, and and they were good. But you, I don't think anybody ever thought, oh, they're going to win a national championship. Now you're talking about bringing Jalen Suggs in, a top five player in that class, and yeah. you've got you know they. We watched a kid when we were over at West Memphis two years ago, mm-hmm. and they had the ESPN game there from that team out of California. The g- really good guard was a four-star guard, top 50 kid. He's he's now, like, getting triple doubles yeah. for them, you know. And so, like, he's he's getting old, but then he's adding really big-time young pieces. And uh, I think they're the favorite to land, like, the number one player in the 2021 class, too, the kid out of Minnesota that played with Suggs yeah. travel ball. I think maybe even the high school. So, the Gonzaga train's not going anywhere. I mean, you know, Corey Kispert's been better than he was last year, and he was pretty incredible. So, um, yeah, but, I mean, like, Mizzou's figured it out. They're not yeah. going to win the national championship. I mean, but they but if they – They could be a second weekend team. Yeah, and, and, you know. and I, think, I think everybody outside of Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, Carolina – and probably Gonzaga now. If you tell if you told their fan base you'd go to three out of four Sweet Sixteens, I think they'd take it. Yeah. You know, I know I would. You know, with the chance to continue on, you know, maybe maybe once every ten years pop into the Final Four. You know, I, I think you take it. You know, um, but the, the Mizzou's figured that formula out, and and that's where Ole Miss and the Mississippi State's got to get to. You know, Auburn. If Sharif Cooper comes back and Auburn's recruiting class, they're going to be right back up at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they've turned their Final Four run into probably paying players. You know, yeah. I mean, not that Bruce Pearl would cheat or anything, but never done that. Um, you know, and then poor, you got Georgia Tom Crean, man. Like you want to talk about a rock star about ten years ago? 
I mean, Marquette with D Wade turns it in Indiana, successful at Indiana for a little bit, and then just was bad. Yeah, and then has not figured it out at Georgia. Got Anthony Edwards, but still couldn't do a whole lot with Anthony no, they Edwards. Did the, yeah, I mean, they weren't even good with Anthony. It was, it was Ben Simmons 2.0 pretty yeah. much with Anthony Edwards. I mean, they're, they're probably a better team this year yeah. without Anthony yeah. Edwards than they were with him. And then, you know, Buzz Williams gets SEC Coach of the Year last year. They had a terrible non-con, but then they won a bunch of games in the mm-hmm. SEC. Everybody's like, oh, he's going to turn it around. And here he is sitting at 2-5 and five and 7-6 and six in year two. The SEC will eat you alive. Look at Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah. I mean, he's throwing everybody and their mom under the bus right now. I mean, you know, and then there's old Frank Martin who can't get healthy, you know, at South Carolina. And it's not – who knows if they're even getting to practice right now. They've yeah. been in so much quarantine and, and all that. Uh, but the SEC has been fun. I think it's been really competitive outside of Bama blowing everybody out. And um you just don't know who's going to win, and you mm-hmm. know. And then Sharif Cooper comes back and throws, you know, what looked like a not very good Auburn team, and all of a sudden they become pretty good. And and now, you know, they did the self-imposed, didn't they? Postseason uh, ban this yes. year, but yes. they're still playing. Like they're good enough to beat anybody in the league. They almost beat you know Alabama, you know, yeah. and and so it's going to be a fun end. You know, uh, it's kind of like the NBA when it went to back to the bubble. It was like, man, it was nice to see it. You know, yeah. they got through it. College football, uh, you know, Big Ten and Pac-12 thought they were going to be smarter than everybody. And and then they wind up falling yes. suit to everyone else. And then they, and they look not very smart. And, yeah. Uh, in fact, it cost the Pac-12 commissioner's job probably. Um, but we got through a college football season, you know. Yeah. And had a true national – I think Alabama was the national champion, you know. You can say Ohio State did or didn't deserve to be there, but they were good. I mean, they probably would have ended up there because who in the Big Ten was going to beat them if they played a regular schedule, you know. Um, and then NFL has gotten to the Super Bowl, and, you know, people said we couldn't do this, and here we are doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's exciting. It's different. You know, we've we've seen it firsthand with do, being around high school basketball, you know. Yeah. And uh, – you know, has it been convenient all the time? No, because we've played some big games. It's been awesome to have a packed house. And there's, yeah, it's 20, 25% capacity. Yeah. I mean, you know, we play North Little Rock and at the beginning of the year, and if that's a normal night, I mean, I don't know if it's a packed house, but it's it's close to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had Batesville in here the other night, number one yeah. team in the state. And I look up and we cut it to three off a of, off of steal off the press. And the people that were here were going crazy. And it was a good atmosphere, but – there was only 25%, it yeah. felt like, you know. And and with a packed house, that's different. You know, it get, may give our kids another boost, you know. And, you know, it is what it is. Just grateful to be able to play. And, and I know you're grateful to be able to call games. And, yeah. you know, um, we hadn't had that many canceled, you know. No. I mean, boys got to make one conference game up. Uh, I, guess, I guess we lost one game, I guess. Uh, but I think – so we lost the Blavel game, and then we lost another game, but it wasn't to COVID. Right, right. But yeah. I think that one was made up with the West Side game yeah. in December. Yeah. So, I mean, we only lost one game, yeah. I guess, this year. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's you know th- that's good to know. You know, uh, th- that just shows that we're trying, and, and our administration's trying to get us to you know allow us to play, and um, you know, hopefully with this vaccine that we can start to get back to some kind of normalcy. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully we'll see more fans at Major League Baseball games and 
you know, I think Hunter Yurchek came out last week and said he expects full capacity mm-hmm. at, you know, at, at football games next fall. That's, yeah. that's encouraging, you know, and that's exciting. And, uh, you know, we went we went to a couple SEC games, you know, we went to one together and it was cool. It was cool to say that we did that, but we'd much rather have been crowded with a bunch of yeah. screaming fans around us than, yeah, you it know. Was, so. It was definitely weird. Uh, one before we completely get off on college or get off on the college basketball topic, topic and move on to something else and get ready to get out of here. Uh, the ACC is awful. Not the very a, good. the ACC is bad. I mean, it's like I've been and this is, I've been alive twenty four years. And, and guys, my, this is coming from a, like a Duke fan. Yes, like, yeah. I, I mean, I've been alive for twenty four years, and I remember. Like one of my one of my first memories in life is watching ACC basketball. Like I have watched ACC hoops for as long as I can remember. I've never seen the league this bad. I think Virginia is good. Like maybe I don't think they're elite though. I mean, I think they could get to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're seven and zero in the league. But usually, if you're seven and zero in the ACC, you're ranked like number one or two. Yeah, and they're like number eight in the country. Yeah, like Virginia's okay. Um, I think Florida State, it, Florida State's been kind of hit and miss. I could see them making somewhat of a run. Louisville's okay. You maybe have one more in there. Uh, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, yeah. And, but outside of that, like I just – and even those teams aren't great. They're just no. okay or good. Like they're not – the ACC is not going to have representation past the Sweet 16 this year, I don't think. I don't see it. I mean, maybe Virginia. I yeah. mean, again – they guard you that they can shut you down, but can they win the next game by scoring 80? I don't think they can. Yeah. Uh, although they did, like, hit 16 threes on Syracuse last night. <laughs> Syracuse, man, what, like, you want to talk about 10 years ago was a top eight program, and when's the last time they've been truly relevant, you know? like Yeah. And, and I love Jim Boeheim, the 2-3 zone, the Big East days. I remember, you know, those those were some great basketball They've been in the the ACC and just kind of – they didn't take off like I think they thought they would. And um, here they are sitting at three and four, nine and five overall. Not going to make the tournament if I had to guess today, you yeah. know. Um, you know, you got Duke sitting at three and three. Carolina's five and three and ten and five overall. I mean, you know, I, I'll enjoy that. And I'm a, if I have a second team to root for, it's going to be Carolina. But – I don't think it's a bad thing that Carolina, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas are really not that good. Yeah. I mean, Kansas is definitely the best of those yeah. four. And, but, I mean, Kansas is still in the top 15. But, right. But I don't like, – I mean, they lost to Oklahoma this weekend. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I'm i still not convinced they're great. They don't have Kansas talent. You no. Know? No. And it's it's going to be, like, interesting to see how these people bounce back. Coach K's getting old. Roy's getting old. This Calavari jump to the NBA – yeah. Does the NCAA, what kind of sanctions are they going to fix and put on Kansas? Yeah. You know, does Bill Self jump to the NBA? And you're talking about just total rebuilds maybe at some of these places because I'm sorry, and I think this at Carolina too, whoever takes over at Carolina Duke, it's not going to be the same. You're going Especially to to, Duke. Yeah, you're going to have to rebuild the brand, yeah. you know. And then who is it going to be? Who do you, who do you trust? It's not like Chris Collins or Capel or Wojo are just killing it right now where they're at. Or an amaker, or you yeah. know Johnny Dawkins, they're not they're not going to Sweet Sixteen Final Fours to where it's like the obvious yes, that's the guy that's going to take over. And then is there anybody on staff that that gives you the confidence as a Duke fan to say, hey, 
He'll just step in. No. It can't be John Shire. It can't be Nate James. No, it can't be Nolan Smith. I mean, I I think you would hope maybe that, you know, Capel gets it rolling at Pittsburgh to where it's like, okay, he can be the guy. But like his Let's track, forget, his he track got fired record. Oklahoma. Yeah, he had Blake Griffin and Taylor Griffin and did nothing <laughs> at Oklahoma and got fired. So his track record is not phenomenal. You know, I think everyone kind of hoped that you know it might be Chris Collins at one point. But I mean, what has Chris Collins done? People thought maybe Wojcikowski, but I mean, he's he had he had Marcus Howard at yeah. uh, Marquette and never did anything with it. Yeah. You know, so I just. I mean, there's there's a lot of Duke guys coaching right now, but there aren't a lot of Duke guys that are that are getting, no-brainers. That yes, you, you yes, say yes, that's gonna yes, be the next guy. Yes. And it's the same thing at Carolina. I mean, Carolina's kept it in the family, and I don't see anybody. I mean, maybe Hubert Davis, but he has no head coaching experience. Yeah, and there's a couple guys like I think Jared Haas is at Stanford. Like, what's he doing at Stanford that makes you think he's gonna put Carolina on top? Um, you know, I just don't – I don't know. You know, like, do who has the the outside-the-box thinking to go hire somebody outside of the box, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then at, at Kentucky, Kentucky may be the one job of the, those three that they could hire – like, they don't have to hire a Kentucky guy. Like, Kentucky fans are not always yeah. going to get a Kentucky guy. And, you know, they hired Billy Gillespie, Tubby Smith, you know – Calipari, that'll be interesting to see. Calipari's going to leave at some point. I mean, it, if we're honest, it's going to happen. And, you know, who who's in line for that? Nate Oates? You know, can you yeah. imagine imagine his style of basketball with the players he could get at Kentucky, you know? Um, I don't know. It, it's going to be fun. It, you know, it, it, and those jobs are closer to opening than than what people think. You just kind of you just forget that man. Kay's old. Yeah, Roy Williams is old. Bill Self's fixing getting a lot of trouble, you know. And Calipari is getting sick of hearing he can't coach. Yeah, and having to deal with the crap he's de- he's dealing with this year. I'm sure. And um, but I, I think it's great for college basketball because you got all these. You got the Nate Oates story. You've got. Gonzaga's, you got the Baylor's. Look at what Scott Drew's done there, man. They, I mean, they were legitimately close to being shut down when he took over that yep. job, and now they're a top five program. You know, um, you know Leonard Hamilton at Florida State, the OG. You know, just dude just wins. I mean, you know, like yeah, they went through a little stretch there where they lost a couple games, but here they are, five and one, nine and two. You know, who wants to play Florida State? You know, nobody right now. I mean, um. If I'm Duke, I'm going after Tony Bennett. I think he's the guy that's got the same kind of metal that Coach K has. Mm-hmm. He'll recruit Duke-type kids to Duke. And I think he'll get back to when Coach K pre was trying to get one and dones because he's. I think, I think Coach K's gotten old and he just got tired of recruiting the Duke player and he could go get the Zions and stuff. Right. And – They've been good, but they haven't been Duke, you know. Well, no, they haven't been. Like, even the – I mean, they're – if they don't have R.J. Barrett, I'm pretty sure they go win the Final Four that year because R.J. Barrett did nothing at Duke except hold them back because he was – he didn't realize he was the second or third option on that team instead of what he thought was the first option, which he was not. Zion was the first option. But, I mean, I again, like, I think riding Kentucky and Duke and, like, 
you know, Carolina off. Like, they're going to be back in the top five within two years. Do you like, think? I, I 100% believe it. I mean, it's, it's, it's as the – it's the cycle in college basketball. Like, I, Duke and Kentucky and Carolina – by this time in 2000, what is it, 2021? By this time in 2023, we'll all be in the top ten. Man, I don't know. I, I think that's – I think – I mean, right now Kentucky's got some pretty good kids committed, I'm sure. But I don't know. I, I just – I think I think it's on – the, on the men's side, the men's players are not scared to go to Texas Tech, are not scared to go to Gonzaga. Yeah. They're not scared to go to Stanford. Stanford signed a five-star kid. They're not Stanford. They're not scared to go to fill in the blank, you know. And I think with their lack of success and like some other people showing, hey, I can go there, be a one and done, but play on a better team, and still get drafted in the first round. Like, cause isn't it, that's what it's about with those one and done guys. Like, go no, somewhere yeah. where you're gonna get yeah. drafted. Well, I, I've never understood the whole let's all team up and go somewhere together. And average twelve points a game. Why, like, like Malik Monk, I, I get it, but I don't. Like, he could have gone to Arkansas and averaged twenty five a game and still got picked where he got picked. Exactly. And yeah. and he would be loved in this state. And it, and you know you said where right. he was just another guy at Kentucky. Yes, and and that now you go mention him in Fayetteville, see what you get, see what kind of reaction yeah. you get. You know, you bring him up on the Arkansas message board, and they're like, "That's the name. That's the guy that we won't name his name." You know, yeah. and. That's a shame because he's an Arkansas kid, and man, Arkansas kids just don't like they just don't make it to the NBA very often, you know. Like, there's not very many Arkansas-born professional athletes just because of the size of our state. Mm-hmm. And he, like, he can go back to Lepanto. He don't show, but if you notice, he doesn't show his face in Arkansas very much. Yeah, you know, and that sucks for him. But I also understand it. I mean, you. You went to the what one, at one time was the biggest basketball rival that Arkansas had, and yeah. and we're just—I mean, you were good, but you were another dude there that you could have been the man. But I mean, like, like here's the thing: like, I, I mean, you can go because, like, in Arkansas State is awful in men's basketball. I mean, they are awful, like, very, very bad. But they might have an NBA kid on their roster. I mean, they have a freshman who has been profiled by like the athletic and everyone saying, you know, this kid, give him another couple of years because he only played basketball for two or three years. They give him another two or three years and he'll be in the first round of the NBA draft or high second round of the NBA draft. Like, it, it doesn't matter where you go. You can get drafted. Like, yep. and there is – your games are going to be – if they're not on TV, they're going to be on ESPN Plus or some streaming platform where people can reach it and watch it. And, like, it, it doesn't matter where you go. Like, if you're good enough, you're going to get drafted to this well, point. How much do you want to put on that kid is not in an Arkansas State uniform when it's time for him to go to the NBA? Like, and that's yeah. another thing that's happening, too, is these these under-recruited kids are going to the Arkansas States, having tremendous years, and then transferring to the big programs. You right. know, like – it wouldn't surprise anybody if he's at an SE, at Alabama or Arkansas next right. year. You know, I mean, look at the kid from UALR that was SEC Defensive Player of the Year, first team All Sun Belt, transferred to Arkansas, put his name in the portal like two days before the season, um, and then he's at Arkansas now. You know, like this is a Sun Belt kid. You know that yeah. you never heard that. Like you never heard a kid from the Sun Belt transferring up to a power five it was always down mm-hmm. you know or lateral and 
You're seeing, I mean, Arkansas's got two or three kids transferred in from Jacksonville, Northern Kentucky, New Mexico. And it's like, and they're and they're helping the team win, yeah. you know. And, and and so it just proves your point that, man, you can go, you can be anywhere. And if you put the work in, you get the opportunity. It's all about opportunity and taking advantage of the opportunity, you know. And and that's what, you know, hopefully the kid at A-State figures that out, you yeah. know. And, and I'd love for him to do it in Jonesboro. I mean, to have NBA scouts at games at Arkansas State would be cool. It would be great for the community here, you know. And now – with the landscape of college basketball, that joker's fixing to transfer out. Especially yeah. that now. Been, now it's a free year. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's just – he's probably – whoever his handler is has been on the phone with no telling who, and they're fixing to find, you know, find him a place to go. And that, But that's – that sucks about the game. But that's also cool that those kids are getting that opportunity as well, yeah. you know. And um, I don't blame them one bit for taking advantage of it. Nope. Uh, I don't either. Um, but – no, it's been uh, been a fun year in basketball. Uh, you know, we're we have a few more games to go high school in the regular season than district tournament than state tournament. So hopefully that all goes off without a hitch. Uh, hopefully the uh, the college basketball. Uh, you know, I think men are all in Indianapolis, women are all in San Antonio, all in a bubble there. So hopefully all that goes off without a hitch, and we don't have. March Madness canceled it, and it's not going to be canceled again. No. That I think it came out a few days ago. The NCAA lost six hundred million dollars yeah. after not having the NCAA tournament last year. That that's that's not going to happen. Not going to happen again. That's for sure. Yeah, I there mean, may be individual games canceled or something within the tournament, but that the tournament itself is not going to get canceled. No, no way. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it's about making money, and you know, and. Why would basketball do it again when everything else has gone off? Yeah, you know, so they'll figure a way. They'll they'll find a way, and and uh, I mean, and you would think if you put it in a bubble, you know, get everybody there, get everybody tested, you know, negative, negative, yeah. negative, however many times you got to do it, and as long as you win, you stay in that bubble. Why can't it go off? You know, the the you know the NBA did it, the tournament did it, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, and so. Um, so I think we'll have it. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be different, but in a good way. You know, it'll be something we've never seen, and we'll get to live to tell the the year we watch we watch sports in in the COVID era. You know, yeah. it's gonna be it's it's gonna have its own era. You know, it will. It's only, it's maybe hopefully it only lasts about a year, year and yeah. a half, but it'll have its own. We're era. going on a year. And it's getting it, March is coming close. Yeah, you know, it was a, almost a year ago that we didn't get to play in state finals. Yeah, and so. But, uh, hey, you know, got a ring out of it anyway. So. so It all worked out in the end. It did. All right. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. I don't know when we'll do another one again. Uh, it's about to get sometime. Yeah, it's about to get busy again in conference play. But hopefully after after the season ends, uh, we'll be able to get back on a weekly routine. But I don't know if that's going to be the case now. But uh, we'll do one sometime. So, uh, for Kayla Lynx and I'm Kate Carlton. So long, everyone. Have a uh, great week. We'll talk to you soon.